0: For the week of June 2nd, 2019, this is Star Wars TV Talk, where we dive deep into all things Star Wars TV, as well as the latest news coming out of Lucasfilm. This week, we're looking at Season 1, Episode 5 of The Clone Wars and Season 1, Episode 3 of Rebels.
1: And to help me tackle this is John. John, how are you doing? Doing very good. Our series are both ramping up into some exciting territory, and I'm having a surprising amount of fun with this rewatch, so uh, happy to chat a bit more. Yeah, I had fun, I think
0: equal amounts (laughs) of fun with both of these episodes, so let's get right into this episode of The Clone Wars. Let's do it. Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Season 1, Episode 5, Rookies. This was written by Stephen Melkin and directed by Justin Ridge. And in this episode, Commander Cody and Captain Rex have to inspire a group of rookie troopers who have been thrown into battle before completing their training. If they are going to survive a droid invasion and stop an attack on Kamino. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that stood out to me most about this episode is this is very much a, quote-unquote, war diaries type of episode. Yeah, Um, It's a pretty mature theme here. Mm -hmm. uh, And and a realistic theme in the sense of, in times of intense war, like it would be for the galaxy, uh, young troops are kind of thrown into battle before they're, quote-unquote, ready. Right. Um, i mean that was that was just cool to see like oh yeah this this happens in real life in a lot of countries where you know they have to get people to the front lines they have to to keep the war um moving, so to speak, and you know it uh, it was kind of a cool thing so did did you kind of pick up on on the same things i'm picking up on here?
1: I did a little bit it It reminded me like it's the trial by fire thing, right like right. you don't really know what you're capable of till you're tested. um I was thinking a little bit of red dawn where you've got you know a bunch of teenagers that have to you know respond to an invasion i was also thinking of um dunkirk that came out yeah. a few years ago that really highlighted just how these were just boys that they sent off to World War I and uh, they were just overwhelmed and just had to muster up, you know, that yep. internal strength to, to soldier on. And we see in here just how abruptly, you know, some of their brothers fall, you know, like a, a, a weird uh, mountain worm comes out and just takes one in a yeah. instant and, you know, they're just all taken aback. They've just never had to experience any of this before. And uh, I, I did think that that was pretty poignant content, mm-hmm. especially for kids. So when I'm watching these, I am reminded of, this is a little bit more PG. This isn't yes. really like G fair. Um, you know, like when the worm shows up, they're like, what the hell? You just don't yeah. get a lot of, <laughs> you know, the very mildest of expletives in children's fair. Um, yeah. but yeah, they're, they're willing to off some characters and. You know, people take shots. Like you do see. People go down in battle and it's not always cut away. You know, there's a bit of, uh, realism in that respect. They, they do let you absorb a bit of the tragedy of war. And, uh, yeah, I was feeling it. I got to admit that was really the only note I made on the episode was, um, you, you do get a sense of the camaraderie and just, yeah, the intensity of war in this one. And that's pretty fun for children's fair. I'm sure that the 11 year old and 12 year old kids that originally watched this, uh, this probably had them engaged.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that the other thing that stuck out to me is, so I'm, uh, at, I'm a history teacher and I was in the middle of teaching the, uh, the Vietnam, uh, unit when I was watching this. And so uh, things were sticking out to me that were in the back, like that were, you know, front of my mind type of stuff, like the radio station that's, that's calling shout out to soldiers, which occurred a lot during, um, The Vietnam era of these these young boys that are, you know, deployed into this this jungle that they're unaware of um, listening to a radio station, which was uh, which was kind of neat seeing and also seeing them uh, screwing around, having fun um, arm wrestling um, and, and all of that contributes to this once again, real wartime type of a theme.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was funny that, uh, Twi'leks are kind of the eye candy of the galaxy. Like you see pinup girl posters in their, um, yep. like their mess hall or wherever the, the guys are hanging out before, you know, the crap hits the fan. Um, so yeah, you, you, you do get a, a little bit of that. There is, there is a little bit of flair there to help sell the idea Uh, that, that you would get in like a a traditional war movie of they have the, you know, the pinup girl on, on the wall or whatever. Uh, so there's, there's little bits like that, that, uh, I, I was amused by as well. Yeah. And the next thing I
0: was amused by, uh, were of course the two, uh, clone troopers, commander Cody and captain Rex. Right. Um, and I, of course, uh, I typically (laughs) have a sinister nature to my thinking, and I I chuckled when Obi Wan got off the the right. hollow uh conversation with with Commander Cody and he goes, Good man that Cody. Right. I'm right. like, ah, well in a couple of years he's gonna shoot you off a cliff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. You were pounding that drumbeat pretty hard on our last few episodes of just uh how ironic it is that yes, uh the the Jedi are one hundred percent aligned with uh the the guys that are eventually going to do them in, uh, that moment wasn't lost on me, obviously. Um, it, it is fun and, uh, they're, they're not going to shy away from that. We're going to get a lot more yeah. of those little winks and nods throughout the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more drama to come. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and uh, and the other thing that kind of that made me chuckle were these space eels. So you get the the troopers that, of course, their base gets gets ambushed and they right. have to evacuate, and they're on the side of this cliff, and then all of a sudden they're just like, oh hey, watch out! You know, these there's these space eels out here, and they're like, what? And then one comes out, <laughs> right. grabs a guy, and they're just like, what the hell was that? And it's just like, oh well. Uh, but my
1: question for you: Have you ever seen the movie Trimmers? I have, and yeah, uh, this, uh, this very much, uh, was in that same vein. Star Wars always embraces funky space. Threats, you know, animal threats. Uh, you know, we, we, every movie seems to have one set piece that centers around some weird threat that way. Uh, whether it's a Dianoga or the, the worm in the asteroid and empire, or the rancor, uh, yeah. So this, this just very much is star Wars being star Wars. And, uh, it was a fun moment because <laughs> it, yeah. it does kind of shock you. And it, it happens so quick that you're like, okay, all right. There's some real stakes here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, uh, it,
0: it, another wartime theme that kind of brought me back to vietnam even though vietnam didn't have space seals that jumped out of the ground and got you sure but you know there were some you know there were quote-unquote forces of nature that took out some of our some of our boys over there which is kind of you know it is tragic and in this episode it's it's like one of those things that's shocking like Mm. oh well he didn't even die in combat he just got eaten by a sure seal.
1: yes uh yeah the the trials of being in a foreign environment out of your element and just mm-hmm. bewildered at the environment around you yeah you get a bit of that and uh we we get throughout the series we're going to get a lot of that you know they they go to a lot of worlds with with these kind of threats that uh they're never prepared for going into it so yeah yeah this is this is good star wars <laughs> because actually if we're going to if we're going to kind of take that vietnam idea to its mm-hmm. conclusion Lucas was drawing on a lot of the themes of Correct. the, how the war was fought in Vietnam, the idea of yep. guerrilla warfare, the idea of an underdog indigenous culture being accosted by a, a foreign empire, uh, and how the, the rules of battle have to change and how the environment becomes part of the war. Yep. So, yeah. It's all there if you want to read into it, and maybe you know in the back of Feloni's mind, or you know George Lucas still being heavily in the mix at this point. Um, you know, maybe some of those themes were intentionally drawn upon. Who knows? But whatever it was, they were certainly tapping into similar ideas. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, and with with George Lucas, we what we know from him um, is that I would have to I would have to say that he definitely drew from this because A New Hope came out two years after the Vietnam conflict ended, mm-hmm. um, and and he's he's at the age to where he just dodged the draft, like not and not maybe intentionally dodged it, right. but in the in the fact that he was of the draftable age. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, this was impacting him for sure, uh, at least during the time when he's making the beginnings of star wars, so i would I would be willing to say that that's exactly where he was drawn from because there's just so many themes that are there from the pinup girls to <laughs> these guys screwing around listening to the radio that's calling shout outs to them right. um, and yeah it's just it's it's great
1: yeah no it's definitely definitely baked into the DNA of Star wars, no doubt yeah,
0: yeah. um and we get a, a sacrifice of of a droid, which is once again a very mature uh, theme and is kind of up to this point probably. This may be the most mature episode that we've gotten to this point.
1: Sacrifice of a droid or of uh, Heavy, the clone Yeah, trooper, Heavy right? Sacrifice. Yes, okay. All right.
0: Um, but like, you know, we got kind of the, once again, this is being a very mature type of mm. thing. Like, yeah, this is what these troopers are doing and what people do in real life all the time.
1: Yep. Um, and yeah. So what did you think this episode did well? Uh, Everything that we just discussed, you know, I I think we hit all the the right points of what the writers were hopefully uh, or were hopeful would be the audience takeaway, which is we're really going to just present the camaraderie of brothers in arms and the sacrifice in the, in the moment of desperation, when you need to turn the tide of the battle, are you going to have the inner strength to make the sacrifice like heavy made? Like all of that traditional war thematic stuff really comes through loud and clear here. And uh, I applaud it. This was a lot of fun. You know, the, the last episode of clone wars that we considered, there was a lot of slapstick with uh, C 3 C3PO and it it was, it was a goofier episode. And I really like clone wars when we're in the war of it, you know, in, in, in this kind of a a situation. And so, yeah, this one uh, had a little bit of impact, a little bit of punch to it. And I think it did it very well.
0: I, I do as well. And I think that, uh, that James Arnold Taylor, uh d- does just an amazing job at uh being kenobi and being his own version of it sure but also y- being aware of of uh Edwin mcgregor and the and the way he talks and mm-hmm. and of course the animation the way he always uh is rubbing his beard i just always get a kick out of those things
1: yep it's very strong very strong
0: well should we transition to our discussion on rebels let's do it are you enjoying star wars tv talk
1: Well, what if I told
0: you that you can get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know, it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this new app called PodCoin, and it
1: literally pays
0: you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast, you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards to places like Starbucks or Amazon. Or if you're a good person, you could even donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android. And I have a special code just for you. Simply use our code Star Wars TV, and you'll get 300 Podcoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on here, you basically get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us, which is pretty legit. So go ahead, go and listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on Podcoin and sign up with the code Star Wars TV. And here's the other thing Podcoin has given me, a podcast listener, even more joy in listening to podcasts because I get paid to do it. So, Star Wars Rebels Season 1, Episode 3, Fighter Flight. And this was written by Kevin Hopps and directed by Stephen Lee. And in this episode, knowing that Malurans are, con- are not common on Lothal, uh, Hera sends Ezra and Zeb to the market to buy some. In doing so, Ezra and Zeb discover that there are cases of Malurans, but have been sold to the Empire with questionable judgment Ezra and Zeb decide to steal the shipment of Malu runs and are compromised which leads them to steal a tie fighter. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so this was a bit of a comedy of errors, you know, everything escalates because of one bad decision heaped on another bad decision. But the the real meat of this is they start the episode at each other's throats, right? They're sharing a yeah. room, they 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 have no rapport, they they can't stand each other. They're just they're 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 just yeah, they're not getting on well in these confined quarters in the ghost. And by the end of it, you know, they're high fiving and, and they're laughing together and having a great time because they were sort of bonded in mission here. Um so I, I feel like there's a real uh bit of growth that this yeah. story establishes as silly as the actual heist is um we learn a lot about the characters and we we get a bit of development in their relationship and so there was something satisfying about all that and j- genuinely fun tie fighter antics too that I was amused by
0: <laughs> yeah and and it this just conti- like this is a very uh family themed episode like they're like a little family you know the two brothers are going at each other's throats mom has to say okay cool it go to the store for me and and don't come back without the certain product yeah and at the center of it which i loved is that you know chopper is the one just uh twisting the knife in these two um i i loved when he when he reveals that he's the one he's the reason that the bed fell Yeah, Um, yeah it was just It's fun. Yeah. Him and
1: Sabine both are having a lot of fun watching these guys flail. Um, yeah. So this, this was pretty lighthearted fair, but I think we kind of needed that because we're setting the table for the next sort of heavy arc. That we're right. going to get into you know, in the next few weeks. Um, so you did need just a little bit of camaraderie, a little bit of just character moments, and a little bit of development in their interpersonal relationship. So uh, this felt fitting at this point. Like It just felt like this was the breath of fresh air that we needed uh, to yeah. kickstart our, our next run of episodes. One thing that I
0: didn't understand is why Ezra didn't know that Malu runs were difficult to find on Lothro, because he's from there.
1: Uh, probably just out of plot convenience. Yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, what like I was he, as soon as uh, Zeb says it, he's like, oh yeah, I know that. Cause I'm from yeah. here. Like he clues in, but I think it's just, he was like, so gung ho to get out of the ship and do something at that point. Right. He wasn't overthinking it. And that was only one item on their list. Right. And that was the one she just threw him because she knew it was an impossible task. Yeah. And it went right over his head that Hera was setting them up to basically get out of her hair for a day you know chasing some uh phantom fruit that they're never going to find so when they actually come back with it it is kind of a a small victory in a way that you know they didn't get anything else on the list but they did find the fruit
0: and it's like jokes on you Hera. like is it and it's one of those things where it's just so funny how they came about this and just the judgment of these (laughs) two characters of you know oh Malou runs, you have them. Can I buy some? And he goes, I just sold them all to the Empire. Oh, okay, we should probably walk away because we're, you know, kind of on their hit list. Right. But uh, no, let's steal them from the Empire. Bad decision number one. We've stolen more important things from
1: them. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so not judgment, (laughs) a lack of judgment, I think. Back into this whole comedy of errors. idea. this is where things start to take a turn. Yeah. Um,
0: And and then this, of course, leads them to, uh, or at least Zeb, to get into a tie fighter and now they're in even deeper crap here.
1: Yeah. You always get the impression that he's shooting from the hip. He's never too many steps ahead of himself. He's just kind of making it up as he goes. So yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> I've bested these Stormtroopers. Why not see if we can, uh, have a little bit of fun in this tie fighter. Uh, yeah, good, good lighthearted fare. And obviously they use it to good effect because there's this whole sentimental, um, subplot of them helping the, the farmers that are, uh, getting, uh, effectively uncle Owen and aunt Barood out of their moisture farm. So yeah, there's, there's a, they, they were able to put the tie fighter to good use when it came right down to it. So satisfying.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, this all starts with them trying to steal some Malu runs. And then next thing you know, they're setting free some, uh, some prisoners of the empire. Yeah. Um, and I love that when they get into the tie fighter and they call Hera and Kanan, and they're like, Hey, we, we have a bit of a problem. We may or may not have stolen a TIE fighter. And he's just like, what? And they're like, can we keep it? <laughs> no, you can't keep it. Like for obvious
1: reasons. Yeah.
0: Did you at least shut off the tracker?
1: Uh, yeah, of course we did that right when we got in here. And, uh, which wire are we looking for again? Yeah, exactly. It's red or blue? It's both. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this was good. Nothing too heavy in this one, but this, this was a lot of fun. I, I found myself grinning particularly, uh, particularly with the tie fighter antics. I just was having so much fun with how inept he was at actually flying it. And, you Mm -hmm. know, they get, uh, covered in fruit at one point and can't really see where they're going. So they kind of have to figure out how to act as a team a little bit. So yeah, just all of that lighthearted, fun hijinks was working.
0: That seems a little dangerous. I know that these tie fighters are doing most of their stuff like in space where there's not a whole lot of stuff that can get stuck to your windows, but you know what they should have some system of wiper blades that are easily accessed here
1: well i'm sure they have all the instrumentation necessary to navigate without looking out the, the window but sure. is zeb going to know how to utilize any of that probably not you know yeah, it, he's flying the thing by his feet at one point he, he's not a pilot per se he's just making it up as he goes yeah
0: <laughs> uh and yeah, and we and even though this is a lighthearted episode, we still see the sinister nature of the empire right. and the fact that they're taking farms away. Mm-hmm. Um and that they're doing it in kind of a sneaky way of, "Hey, we want to buy your farm. Oh, you don't want to sell us your farm. Okay, we're going to take your farm." Right. Um which is just r- really neat to see um because of course this is what the empire's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh and it plays into a greater theme that is present in, in the original trilogies. Uh, and yeah, and then we see Ezra using the Force. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that, uh, so he used the Force One in the TIE Fighter, and then uh, again, trying to get the case of Malu runs where he's trying to use a Force, <laughs> and then you see the lid move, and then the the, yeah. the Stormtrooper pushes it down. It's like, oh. <laughs> uh, so I, I loved all these all these themes and uh, the theme of family. And we see Ezra and Zeb really bond for the first time. And and uh, I also like that Zeb was, you know, because Ezra's rubbing it in his face. Like, oh, remember when I saved your life? Yeah, right. you owe me. Yeah. And then Zeb is in the TIE fighter and is going, oh, are you going to stop rubbing it in my face that I saved yep. your life? Yeah, fine. We're even.
1: Yeah, I'm not picking you up until you say out loud that we are even forever, right? Like indefinitely, there's no more back and forth with the who saved who thing. He wants to be out from under Ezra's thumb permanently. So yeah, he, he, uh, yeah, he bides his time there before he actually, uh, uh lets Ezra in, uh, yeah, all good stuff. And I, I'm not going to pretend like there's anything here that's super duper memorable. It was a fun one-off adventure. Uh, but what I'm really excited for is what's to come in the coming weeks. Cause we know that there's going to be mm-hmm. a fun new villain appear yeah. shortly down the road. And so this really is just the calm before the storm yeah so
0: I hope our listeners join us next week when we talk about this this villain that mm-hmm.
1: there is yeah we won't uh we won't actually reveal who it is because nobody is aware of, yeah. <laughs> of of who this villain might be uh yeah, so you'll just have to tune in next week if you want to find out
0: well, John, where can the people find your uh your beautiful little voice
1: well Uh, when I'm not chatting star Wars with you, I'm talking SNL over on my other podcast, uh, SNL after party, which can be found through all of the typical podcast playing things that are out there. So yeah, just search SNL after party and, uh, you can get some ongoing commentary and episode reviews about what happens on that show.
0: And it's a super fun show. If you have any joy in SNL, you will definitely find joy in the show because I'm a listener to it and it's, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, and you got some, uh, (laughs) some nice little view
1: of the finale. I did. Yeah. I don't know how much we want to dig into it, but I I can give my little cliff notes version. Um, yeah. A a listener and friend of the show who has a connection to one of the cast members, actually a sibling of, uh, Mm. Heidi Gardner, who's a cast member on the show. Um, they reached out and offered me a, a backstage opportunity to attend the finale and the after party, which if anyone knows anything about SNL lore, the after parties are they're, they're a big to do, especially the right. finale after party. It is a, uh, a very exclusive and elite affair. And, uh, yeah, I won the golden ticket. I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, hobnob with, uh, all of these wonderful <laughs> people associated with the production and some other celebrities that come out for the party. And, uh, yeah, uh, once in a lifetime opportunity had a blast. And just this morning, I finally was able to drop a discussion I had about that on our feed. So, uh, if anyone would like to hear about kind of how the production unfolds behind the scenes and, uh, what the after party's like, that's, uh, our latest episode and they can find it now at SNL after party.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining me this week, John. You're very
1: welcome. Let's talk again.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to Star Wars TV Talk wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Are you
0: the people gonna die? Please leave us a review on iTunes. For every ten, we give away some awesome Star Wars merchandise. And you can find us on Twitter at Star Wars TV Talk and on Facebook at Facebook.com Wars TV Talk. You can also check out our website, www.starwarstvtalk.com. And a special thanks to Laid Wogan for this intro and outro music. You can follow him on soundcloudcom Laidwogan. Thanks for listening, and remember, the Force will be with you. Always.